the following is a You're Gonna Get a Disease. All right, we're back here on WLRA 88.1 FM at Lewis University in Romeoville. Uh, we took a little bit of a break. I was trying to get my show, my 80s countdown together, which will be coming at you probably about five or six. Uh, but we've got a, a friend of mine here, Nick. He's uh, familiar. Oops, sorry, he's familiar with Tequila DJ. I had to turn you on real quick. Hey, I'm on. Yes, you are now on. Uh, so he's done Tequila DJ before That's back true. in the day. When did you? Uh, when did you do that? It was right around uh, 1998, and I think we did it in 1999 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my co-host Dave Bowling, another Lewis alum. Okay. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, you're going for 80 hours and. We were spent, I think, right? I want to say it was 48 hours. And yeah. uh, right around that 36-hour mark, we were uh, basically talking about the air and yeah. you know, breathing and, yeah. and stuff <laughs> like that. It just doesn't come up in normal conversation. Yeah, it gets weird after a while. We did uh, Taylor, who's the other co-host of mine. He's at work. but And we know, didn't have five-hour energy back then. Back then, you just that, had they coffee. They just came out with Red Bull, and <laughs> they started promoting it at the Flyer's Den way back when. So yeah. That was... Uh, that was a nice thing to have. I bet. Uh, we've been surviving off coffee and <laughs> as much coffee as we can consume. But we did 36 and a half hours last year. But mm-hmm. by the time we got everything said and done, I was up for over 45 hours. We got Ooh, some we people in the window, nice. apparently. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, uh, you've done that before. So you're yep. familiar with Tequila DJ and what it's for. Uh, but you also do a podcast. That yes? is true, yes. And what is that called? Uh, the name of the podcast I do is called You're Going to Get a Disease. Uh, you can find it on SoundCloud if you search the Disease Network. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the flagship show of several different shows, and I believe you'll have some hosts on later on from uh, Yes, from Something Gate. The Something Gate. Um, it's something that me and another Lewis alum, uh, Luke Pascal, put together, and okay. he has a nice lineage, too. His, uh, his dad, Walter Pascal, Dr. Pascal, was actually a teacher here for really? quite a while. Uh, we do the show with our friend Jonah Schneider, another Lewis alum. Another Lewis alum. And We've yeah, got a lot of them. It, it's it's great uh, that this university actually sparked a lot of friendships for me. And um, at the time, uh, we always felt that we had really good conversations. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, let's record them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, I've podcasted in the past. Uh, yeah. Not as much as you have. I've got like eight shows out. But uh, we're working, me and Taylor are working on another one. We're going to. This came and hey, we, we ran out of one time. More if you want in, so. I, I do actually. I, I really enjoy. I've listened to yours. I've listened to Something Gate and Claire's and all very different shows. Yes, from one they're all very different, but they're all they all bring something interesting to the table. And For I sure. like I like to. I don't listen to everyone, but every every time I, I see like oh that one might be something I listen to intently, so I'll click on it. I don't have a lot of time with <laughs> school and then scheduling to kill a dj and all that but i can imagine i used to drive an hour every day to school so that's when i would usually listen to them for sure but uh now that i have a five minute drive it's a little more difficult I, to get a whole episode in i think that's where my love for the podcast because i'm a big classic rock guy yeah. i'm also a big like believe it or not like uh dance and techno guy too it's, did not know that about yeah, you. It's, it's it's kind of weird uh, the the range of music that i love but uh I kept hearing the same songs over and over again, and mm-hmm. I uh, heard some of the uh, Kevin Smith's po- podcasts way back yeah. then. And I was like, oh, I can download these on my phone because my commute is usually about 45 minutes. And uh, I figured I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's super easy. Yeah, you guys uh, you guys use professional software, yeah? Oh, God. We use Acid. Uh, okay. That came out terribly wrong. That did. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sony Acid and just, you know, standard mics, very similar to what we got here. Mm-hmm. Not nearly as, uh, you know, professional, but... Uh, it's 
it's been an experience to just find out different stories about your friends, especially the ones you didn't even know. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of one of those things. I, I have a family. Allison Prohl is uh, another alum of the school. Yes. Another marriage through Sigma Delta Fraternity. I Absolutely. Have to give a shout out to that organization. Absolutely. It's Greek week, so might as well. Sigma Delta, where friendships are made and marriages also sometimes happen. Um, <laughs> I, we're one of the many groups that actually got married from, uh, from that organization. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I kind of feel like I have to censor myself around my daughter, of, of course, because I got a lot of weird thoughts and ideas yeah. and everything yeah. like that. I, I basically kind of consider the uh, the podcast like a time capsule, mm-hmm. something that maybe she can hear when she's a lot older. And trust me, this is all not safe for work stuff on the show. So, yeah. I mean, but it's nice to have those casual conversations because I want her to know at one point that I am her dad, but I am a real human being as yes. well. And not yes. this strict father figure that's always looming over her and she can yeah. hear me, you know, yeah. oh, he's a funny Guy, yes. guy, so. How old's your daughter, actually, by she's, the way? Uh, she's just about to turn seven. Wow. So, yeah. Getting old. Uh, and you also do a series of comic strips. What are, That is called? Uh, Dork County. Okay. Uh, and they are hilarious, by the way. I've, 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 I've read a bunch of them, and I, I try to keep up is whenever you post them, because they, <laughs> they take 30 seconds to read, and you're just going through them, and these are funny. I like them. Thank you very much. Uh, Dork County is something I started back uh, in 1989. Wow. Believe it or not, the comic strip is about 27, 28 years old. It's mm-hmm. going to be. Um, so I started that in a grade school lunchroom. <laughs> uh, my buddy Mikey Ostanko uh, was eating string beans, and he farted at the table. <laughs> and I thought that was the most hilarious thing in the world, so I turned it into a comic strip. And, of course, my friends liked it because, as fifth graders do, we laugh at everything, everything that's that has inappropriate. to do with, you know, bodily functions yeah (laughs) so yeah i i did that and then i did another one and then i did another one so i started drawing them every day yeah and i made collections of them i've probably drawn well over two thousand comic strips from that a lot of them were destroyed Uh, two floods in my house oh uh, never bothered to save them i never even bothered to show them off so my wife last year she goes you know People might want to read those one day. <laughs> and we do. <laughs> so I started putting them online uh, from they've her been, They've been doing pretty well from what I see in the Absolutely. likes and shares. Absolutely. So I'm coming out with a book in July. No way. published. It's going to have no an ISBN way. number. It's uh, uh, The name of the book is called So Beautiful and uh, Dork County Volume 1. Awesome. So it's uh, basically a collection of the strips that you see online. You can find them at Facebook. Just type in search Dork County. Yeah, and I'm going to share that on the WLRA yeah. Facebook page. Obviously, we've been promoting everyone else on the show, so why I not you? I appreciate that. You know, it's it's funny to get the feedback because I've been drawing this stuff so long, and I don't show it. It's, like, weird. You, you don't want to share the stuff. And then all of a sudden, I, when I started doing a podcast, I was like, I'm sharing more about myself than I'd ever thought I would. So yeah. I might as well share my cartoons. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I find the same way when I do songs or I do covers. I'm, sure. real, I'm real hesitant to show people because... I'm not really confident in my own singing ability, but mm-hmm. it's it's still nice when you, you take a chance to get it out there and people actually receive it really well. I think the one thing that I have on my side now, I just turned 37. It's not incredibly old, but it's old enough to know that if somebody hears something or sees something that you make and they think it sucks, you can just shrug it aside yeah. and not really care so much. Be like, you know, it's your art, man. Make it what it is and yeah. just enjoy it. So It's pretty cool stuff. So I... um. Do you get a lot of informa- er, inspiration in your comics from your daughter and wife, or are they just things you think of randomly? Or uh, that's, that's a very common question of whether or not the stuff that happens in the comic strips are real. Mm-hmm. 
And as I point out, like some of it is real, but you know, three weeks ago I had an alien walking around in the comic book. Yeah. So obviously, so that's, obviously that's a little made up. But <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I take little pieces of stuff that's happened to me and I I turn them into uh, the comic strip. So like the character Nick in the comic strip is obviously a basis of me. Yes. And my wife is obviously a basis of her and my daughter. But I mean, they're not us. They're not you. They're exactly. not us by, exactly. by any means. But. That was the problem when I started the comic strip. I put me as a central character, and I've always been basically the thing that people revolve around. Yeah. It's kind of like the straight man of the, mm-hmm. the thing. But mm-hmm. as you you know, you go along, you find. I mean, uh, one of the other podcasts on our network is called "Um That Just Happened" with Rodney Cineo and Adam Flores. Yes, okay. And I just want to give him a quick shout out. They're about to celebrate 100 episodes of a podcast. Congratulations to them. Uh, Rodney has uh, been a character in my comic strip since the 90s. Oh wow! And uh, you know, it's funny because I got to meet Adam, his co-host, through that show, and now I implemented him into the comic. Obviously, not verbatim people are what's yeah. the word I'm looking for? Like 100. Uh, accurate portrayals of them but yeah. it's fun to just kind of meet new people and add them to the the story of my fake life and which yeah. is pretty awesome and so. like i said uh dork county great comic uh i will be sharing that as soon as we get a break on Thanks, the man. air uh it's 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 truly wonderful you guys want to check it out it's really funny uh same thing with this podcast you're going to get a disease on the disease network check that out uh but i was i was looking on the flipboard over the last couple weeks and i know I, I'm sure you are a fan of movies. Yeah, big time. And I, I found an article. It's the crossover films they should make but probably won't. Okay. And some of these are a little ridiculous, um, like the, the Freddy vs. Jason things and sure. the Alien vs. Predator. But these are, are genre, uh, like two different movies that they they should make, but it's <laughs> it's so inconceivable that it's not going to happen. For instance, Godzilla meets Pacific Rim. You know, if... if my thoughts on that is because you have Godzilla be so popular last time, especially with Brian Cranston in it. Yeah, the new uh, remake. You know, just just because of his coming off of Breaking Bad, a lot of people went to go see that. I don't yeah. remember how much he actually had to do with the movie, but uh, <laughs> I didn't my, even see the movie. My, my mind is kind of floating most of the time, but it's it seems like everyone is trying to blend a, a cinematic universe together, yes. following Marvel's lead. It, basically the gold ring. They see that that is making billions upon billions of dollars. So, so why can't we? Why not? Yeah, why not at least throw try. everything together? Throw it at the wall, see what happens. I mean, yeah. Pacific Rim and Godzilla? I could totally see that I, happening. I would actually go watch that yeah. movie, Giant Robots Fighting a Giant Dinosaur. I, I would be so down to see that. I think that would be an incredible film. It's uh, the ultimate you know, beast versus machine type of yeah, scenario. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Something great. Uh, the next one I think is actually would be really cool. James Bond meets Mission Impossible. It would be neat. I guess who would you get to play James Bond? See, that's that's the thing. I uh, the Daniel Craig one I believe is is now on his way out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're looking for a new one, from what I understand. I don't know who I'd pick as the new James Bond. I'd like to see Tom Hiddleston. Okay. I think he could pull it off pretty well. He's suave and. Would you bring English. back Tom Cruise? For the Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, so you keep Tom absolutely. Cruise. I'd seek Tom Cruise for Mission Impossible, but obviously his Bond always changes. Mm. I I think uh, Tom Hiddleston. Who would you pick for your Bond? I mean, if I could you bring know, back Sean Connery. All always been coming up. I know there's like the uh, yes. the idea of a black James Bond is sometimes yes. a little bit like, oh, but, you know. Why, why not? Why not? It's. You know, I think he'd kill it, too. It's all about the personality. If you don't change the, the core of the character, it's yeah. not a big deal who plays it. Uh, the other side of the coin... Maybe <laughs> this is just the uh, Pierce Brosnan again. <laughs> Bring him back just one time, <laughs> just once, just for one more. I'd like to see old Sean Connery as James Bond. 
trying to pull off the stunts, getting sure. winded, and oh, I need to take a break real quick. I, I have, <laughs> I have a uh, a bias towards Pierce Brosnan because of the 1997 N64 game Goldeneye. Goldeneye so was was one of my most played <laughs> games. I think I actually played it so much that the, the the cartridge was just no, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> stickers torn. Yeah, the stickers. Uh, you don't even know what game it was. I knew just because there was no cover on that sticker. Is that's Goldeneye. Uh, <laughs> But uh, the next movie, Star Trek meets Star Wars, obviously two space odyssey kind of things. Um, and there's I, always that would, debate would like between that? which is better. I wouldn't. I like Star Wars more than Star Trek, and I'm. I, well, I like them both so much. I don't. I don't want them to merge. Like, yeah, what, what would they're be the great point independently. The yeah, yeah. I mean, you really. I feel like you couldn't cross them over to where it would work mm-hmm. well because you've got. I mean, all the the Star Trek things are completely different from the Star Wars universe. I don't really know how they'd merge to make some sort of seamless yeah I, easy I mean, film i guess you got enough fan fiction out there that you could write that story or at least like pull from what somebody's come up with. yeah but, but it just seems like the star wars uh series is more uh a serial of events and a, you, like you need that canon to make that story work with yeah star trek you can go nuts with it. They have timeline shifts and different yeah. dimensions and everything. So anything's possible in that world. Whereas, so, like you're saying, Star Wars is more linear. Yeah, once you break once B. you break up that story, it kind of falls apart. Yeah. I mean, no, now Luke's a bad guy, and all the you got to change it up. Now Spock's here. I don't understand. What's going on. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah. He's he's Vulcan pinching Vader, and uh, <laughs> I'm just lost here. But you don't realize in our lifetime, and, and, I, and people might be saying, "Hey, screw that! It's never going to happen." Now Disney owns Marvel, and Disney owns Star Wars. There's nothing to stop them from from purchasing Star Trek as well. There's nothing to stop, them, but, but like you could realistically see them trying to merge some sort of Marvel property with Star Wars just for the hell of it on a side yeah, story. Yeah, why not get the Guardians of the Galaxy why to merge not? with the they Star Wars characters? Yeah, they I I don't all? see why not. I think that would be more interesting to see the Guardians and Star Wars. That'd be kind of neat. I would like just that. just just like a thirty minute little like fan film. If I got a man crush on Chris Pratt, man. Oh, he's he's, good he's incredible. <laughs> I I do enjoy Chris Pratt a lot. Um, my wife likes him too. So yeah, whatever. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> um, Jurassic Park meets ET. I didn't really think this one was. What the I, hell, I, they, man? They Who can't even that? compare that. I. I. I no, no. No. I think that's just a little. Too, why? Well, what would be the the storyline? <laughs> there really wouldn't be. I, I feel like what ET is just gonna drop in the middle of the island and. Hey, let, let's watch ET again. ET didn't do anything. He's <laughs> he sat there and got taken care of by a kid. He's going to get eaten by a raptor. He's not even that fast. No, so. <laughs> unless he can fly away on the bike. But uh, <laughs> I never thought of that. Put a raptor on a bike. There you go. Okay, that's a winning scene. Yeah. Put it behind. Just the have the raptor pedal while yeah. ET's in the in the basket, looking like a, uh, an old grandma. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Play some music. Uh, play a song or two, and then we're going to get back into the lovely vocal banter <laughs> of us. I don't know. I'm running on uh, not a lot of sleep I can at this tell, point. man. Have, have a five hour. It's going to be I good. think I'm going to. All right. This is Saturday Night by the Bay City Rollers here on WLRA 88.1 FM, Lewis University in Romeoville. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. You're listening to WLRA 88.1 FM at Lewis Come University on. in Romeoville. Yes, you are on. I'm joined with Nick. <laughs> Uh, he is of the Diseased Network. Uh, he has a podcast called it's You're Going to Get a Disease. It is fun to say. Yeah. Uh, and he also writes his own comic called Dork County. Uh, we will be throwing that on the WRA Facebook page. So we've been talking about movie crossovers and all that. So I know you're a fan of the comic books yes, and very much things so. nerdy. 
so we I saw these new posters for the X Men Apocalypse movie on Flipboard, and I got to tell you, I I'm pretty excited for what what's coming. Uh, they're they're pretty great. I mean, even just I mean, there's just the Quicksilver one. This looks it's just cool. It's uh, it's out there. There's the. Let's see if I can find the Magneto one. They're well done stuff. I mean, are you a huge fan of the X Men series? I I have. I really was, and then the movies came out, and like two and three, <laughs> they were really bad. Like I liked the first X Men because that was like Brian Singer, I believe, was the director, and he did a pretty great job, I think, portraying the characters. Mm-hmm. And then two and three were really awful, and then they were pretty bad. They were pretty bad, but then I think they've they've kind of revitalized themselves with. First Class and Days of Future Past, and now going into Apocalypse. You know, it's because if you're a fanboy and you follow follow the MCU and Fox and Sony owning different properties along yeah. with Disney, I mean, uh, I, I know it's bad to even say, but I kind of hope the X-Men movies fail just so they can integrate those characters with the other ones because it's never going to happen unless Disney can get their hands on those franchises yeah and but the last few films have been exceptionally good in my opinion anyway and uh, i loved uh, uh whatchamacallit the first class first class uh, i thought I, was really I well dug done that one quite a lot and just the scene with quicksilver in the last movie was yeah that was it so was awesome. really funny and when he's like <laughs> my mom knew a guy like you i i when you're talking about mergers between like things like that i i want to see them give a little like Put Wolverine in one Avengers movie or something. Yeah, that something just, where just they just do little game. ones. There's enough money to go around Marvel and Fox. I mean, you guys can work this out. You, you guys can share. Your cards right. You can share. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Sony did get rights, or not Sony, uh, Marvel I, got their Spider-Man rights back so for Sony Civil still War. owns Spider-Man. I, yeah, I, I, this is the nerd, I think, coming out. If I, I'm By pretty all means, sure we I'm love following it this right. Sony still owns the distribution rights to Spider-Man. Yes. However, they did a profit sharing with Marvel, so Spider-Man can appear in the Marvel movies, just like he's about to appear in Civil War. Yes. And then the standalone movie is also connected with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. However, it's another profit sharing where I believe Sony makes the majority of the dollar, but they have Marvel oversight and Sony has final cut. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the way to do it. Mix the I, exactly. I, 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 what were your opinions on the Amazing Spider-Man film? First of all, with Andrew Garfield, I, uh, they're okay. Yeah, they're, the, they're I think s- the first one was better than the second. I've always been the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man Two, the original one uh, with Tobey Maguire trilogy the, by the original Sam Raimi. I, I really dug that movie. Yeah, Spider-Man Two was pretty solid. I liked the Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man with mm-hmm. the Green Goblin by. Uh, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, just terrifying characters. Terrifying man. And it looked like a comic book. It did. It was really, really cool. And then Spider Man Three kind of <laughs> they, they pooped <laughs> the bed, as we said. They, they, they really did. I'm poop being the bed my on that best one. PG self for you right now. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very. They good. did poop the bed. It was horribly. funny because Luke had mentioned to me during our show that I'm like, man, Nick, you swear a lot, and I was <laughs> like, I didn't even because when I'm not around my child. Uh, I don't censor myself. Yes. And when I'm home, I use words like sassafras instead of, you know, yes. other words. Yes. You know, you, you sound, sound like I'm having a nervous twitch mm. all the time. Just uh, a Tourette thing. Not <laughs> sassafras. <laughs> uh, but the the thing that I wanted to bring up was the uh, the initial reviews for Civil War. Yeah, I haven't seen those, so they and did you have. a press have. screening two days ago, or April 9th, I believe it was. And you could probably look this yes. up. Yes. Uh, the press screening, I want to say there was about 25 reviewers that went on Twitter talking about Civil War. And they said, uh, one, of them, one of them I really dug, they said, uh, you know, the MCU, The Winter Soldier was my favorite movie oh, yeah. 
up until about two and a half hours ago. Really? Civil War now takes the crown. Wow. And they also said best Spider-Man on movie ever. I mean, th- these reviews are fantastic. Yeah, I'm reading them right now, and just I see even Twitter posts and all these things. People going, "This is incredible! The big fight in cinematic Spider-Man is so great. He's in it more than I thought he'd be." So that's that to me is exciting. Well, it made me a little happier after the mess that you know, Batman vs Superman. It's probably going to make close to a billion bucks. Yeah. I mean, do they really care about the reviews? I don't know. I don't I think mean, so. I I'm a, again like this this part of my life. And man, I'm surprised that anybody would ever touch me, any woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always been a big comic book geek, geek and, uh, you know, I, I like the fact that this art form is becoming, like, the the mainstream medium. Yeah, it's really exciting, this whole I, nerd genre coming up in the ranks. You know, Jared and Steve on Something Gate, they mentioned, it, is the superhero movie becoming the new Western? And I don't think so, because people are still going to see these movies in, like, just millions and millions of dollars are getting passed around all the time. And it's it's kind of exciting to see something I loved that I thought would never be accepted by other people. And it's, now it's becoming like – it's almost like weird if you don't see a comic Yeah, movie. it is. Uh, I just saw that tweet at 8 p.m. Winter Soldier was my favorite MCU the, film. Uh, Roughly two and a half hours later, Civil War is now number one. Action masterpiece, Spider-Man all caps, hashtag nerd dealer tears. <laughs> That was, I love that. I love that little tweet. Um, so apparently, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, from what we're seeing. And there was there was this big thing to do. If if Civil War makes more money than uh, Batman versus Superman, I uh, I'm almost guaranteeing it. Yeah, will. I would too. Just based on the initial review, and these are legitimate press screeners. They're not you know just, just random Disney people. guys saying, "Hey, this movie's awesome." Yeah. Uh, if if this movie makes more money than that movie, which had a budget of a Batman vs Superman had a budget of like two hundred seventy five million dollars. Wow, that's more than Deadpool, and Deadpool it, still killed it. <laughs> if this movie makes more money than that, uh, I got a feeling you're going to see a massive surge of talent changing hands. Like DC is going to start going after different people to write and direct their movies. I, I think with DC, they haven't found their Joss Whedon. I, I think they need to tap the animation department from D.C., the, the Paul Dini and, and Bruce Timm and the guys yeah. that did Batman the Animated Series yes. and the Justice League cartoon. Why not? Those stories were amazing. They were. Put, um, them, on, put them on the movie theater. Yeah, absolutely. Because, uh, okay, I don't like Zack Snyder at all. No. I, I, I don't. I feel <laughs> everything's like slow motion. Everything's slow motion. Everything's dark, I'm and I can't see what's going on. The mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's. Uh, I don't like Zack Snyder. I, I really regret going to see the movie in theaters. I wasted $24 with me and my brother. Um, but it was something to do. But I would have rather saved that money for Civil War, but I'll still go see Civil War because I'm excited. I, I didn't see Batman vs. Superman yet. So I, You're not I, I missing will anything. Not, I will not give Red a review to a movie that I haven't seen, but I will read a review of a movie I haven't yeah. seen. Uh I, I sent this to the guys. It was the funniest review I think I read. It said, Batman vs. Superman is an Elseworld story from the 1990s drawn by Rob Liefeld. <laughs> and if you're a comic book geek, you understand that reference. If not, I'm sorry about that. Uh, but <laughs> I, that's what it kind of looks like from the trailers. It's just like angsty and brooding and... Yeah, Stalker I mean, Superman. And I liked Sad yeah. Batman and I liked. Uh, I really fun. did like the Batfleck. Yeah, I liked Ben Affleck as Batman. I think it was a more 
uh, a more brutal and grittier Batman than what we're used to in the movies that we've seen so far. I liked it. I and, really did like and him. I don't mind if Batman's gritty and because the Batman comics have always been dark. Yeah, Superman's supposed to kind of be a Boy Scout. Yeah, you and can't he, have two brooding superheroes in a. It's, that's no, no fun. No, and the, the fun? and I think uh, whoever Superman Henry Cavill. Yeah, 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 Cavill. Cavill, however you say it, those British people. Um, he he didn't. I think it was a more of a director and writer thing that he just did so poorly. He was stone. Like, it was like a, a stone actor. He couldn't... It was like no emotion and no... The only good scene, uh, our friend Tyler, also a, a recent Sigdal, uh said that... Yeah, meet all these kids, man. They're, My there's, God. There's, we have the uh, 27 undergrads, I think, on campus right now. Is this the best? <laughs> I was going to do that when they start getting into... Uh, if they're listening, you guys should be chanting. Good times. Uh, yeah. But um, he said uh, he said it perfectly that the best Superman scene was when he's actually Clark Kent meeting Bruce Wayne at the party. Um, that's that's like the best Superman scene because he actually shows a little bit of playful banter and, okay. and emotion. The rest of it, he's just serious face all <sighs> the time, and it, it kills me because Superman, the Boy Scout, he is like the the truth, justice, American way, freedom, dream. And I don't even mind if you waver a little bit in your interpretation of the character, but I mean, if you have uh, dark on dark. It's just a dark movie. Yeah. And that's what I keep hearing about it. Like, and there was, there's no comic relief at all. It was just like a, a dark, and you don't need, sad movie. You don't need to go the route of Marvel and have like a Paul Rudd in there yeah. cracking jokes or anything. But what you need to do is portray the fact that, you know what, this the source material for this stuff does have a heart to it. Yeah. If you don't portray any of the heart side of it and you just show, you know, the grim, dark side of the comics... You're going to leave that movie even just like, well, I don't care about any of these people. They're all sad and all the time. Just now sad I'm and sad. Depressing and I'm going to eat ten chicken wings and just die. Try and do a thing of ice cream. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Civil War is exciting. Are you Team Cap or Team Iron Man? That's the real uh, question. I've always day. been Captain America. Team right Cap, right? all the oh, way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> I saw something funny. It was like uh, Tyler told me about it. He goes, uh, Tony Stark makes makes Ultron. Causes the <laughs> causes the scandal that leads to the the Civil War bill. Then to, tries to back up the bill with the mistakes he made. Yeah, and I, that's essentially what's going on. Is he made the mistake and then everyone else is paying for it? You had Summer on uh, yesterday already. Did you guys talk about Civil War at all? No, Summer? we didn't. She oh. actually put lipstick on me. Okay. instead. Um, <laughs> I'll show you the picture when we take a break. I look glorious i'm so fabulous in lipstick apparently uh well uh if you listen to our next episode of you're gonna get a disease coming up on thursday on soundcloud.com uh i i yell at summer a lot so just uh tune in summer you yell at summer <laughs> in the podcast yes i do i, oh. I do her that's opinions on civil war are just awful that's <laughs> when i'm definitely going to tune in so what what are your opinions on Civil War? Tell me what you... Well, the original comic book is okay. Uh, yeah. It's, it's one of those, you know, do you trust the government stories? Yeah. Uh, when you really think about it, do they have your best interest? Which was a nice microcosm of the time and the place when that was written. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it was the end of the Bush administration and stuff like that. Uh, as for the, the movie interpretation of it, I mean, it's it still kind of holds water today. Like, yeah. how much faith do you put in... Your political leaders. Your political leaders and... You know, should people be able to be, be free with all this power or should they be kind of held back? And, yeah. You know, if who polices the police, basically, exactly. is what the, the whole storyline's about. 
I mean, it, it's going to lead up to really, really good storytelling. I don't know how they're going to end it in the movie. Because in the comics. In the comics, Captain America, he's, spoiler alert, he gets killed at yeah, the end of that series. Yeah, but doesn't so he eventually get... Everyone always comes back. They always come back. <laughs> uh, so it's not much of a spoiler. But yes, in the end of Civil War, he is shot yep. from a sniper. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember who actually does the shooting. I, man, it's... Uh, my I think it was a, a Crossbones or one of those crazy <laughs> sub evil characters he was evil he was evil and that's all we need yeah well i i think as a geek self-proclaimed it's nice to be in a world where we actually get to see this stuff Mm -hmm. on the big screen oh it's so and like with the technology and all that's available Mm -hmm. we can actually see a a really good superhero movie it's beautiful uh yeah um are you okay i i've projected that we're gonna see the iron spider in this you think so I i i hope so i like the iron spider uh, I, and I, I just think that because he's Team Iron Man, um, from what we see in the in the clips, uh, I'd like I'd like to see Iron Spider. I think, I think it would be cool. I I think what's more likely going to happen is that uh, you might get a glimpse of it, and if it, maybe a cameo, but or not the whole thing. You have uh, Robert Downey Jr. get paid to do a cameo in the Spider Man movie. And you see it in that Iron movie. Spider. Yeah, I'm, I could realistically see that. I see the second, the third act, the latter. Yes, I so. see the latter of the options being more feasible. Hey, give Robert Downey Jr. all he wants. Give he it to him. yes, he'll bring absolutely. the people. He'll bring him to the seats. Give him yes, all the money. he will. <laughs> he he is so popular right now. Uh, but yeah, Captain America: Civil War. I'm really stoked for. When does that come out? Even May sixth. It's coming right around the corner. Yeah, it's uh, less than a month now. Yeah, that's exciting. I, I can't wait to go see that. And from the Twitter reviews, I'll post that on the WLRA Facebook page. Everyone can see the Twitter reviews for the Civil War. So, so if you don't mind me, how are you holding up right now? I'm a little tired. 36 hours. Now, you have a co-host on this show? <laughs> yes, he's at work currently. Um, he oh, couldn't get out of it. That's, so. just, that's just terrible. He left you here in the studio. We have agreed that I get a break, he gets a break. I was able to go take a shower earlier. Now, now how is this working with classes, too? Because we, we had to go to classes and we had to have subs just for that particular time to, to, to kill a DJ. We had to run to class and then run back. No, we, uh, we um, are able to miss class for okay. this, but we don't, we don't get exempt from the work. So everything that's covered in class, everything that has to be turned in, so has to be turned in. Okay. And All then... Right. <laughs> I'm missing all the. I'm missing I Monday through Thursday. We should periscope this. He's 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 kind of getting the red face right. Yeah, now. I'm a little I'm a little hot, a little tired. <laughs> uh, it's uh it's it's fun. I'm having a lot of fun here though. But the next week I get to go to Las Vegas. Oh, nice. So I'm missing another week of class almost. If you don't mind me asking, what's the trip to Las Vegas? Is we it are doing pleasure? business and pleasure. Nice. We are going to the National Association of Broadcasters Convention, uh, the NAB, which is held out in Vegas every year. Basically, it's everyone from the industry going to show up and present their stuff. We're going to have Comrex, the digital or the mobile broadcasting unit uh, company, one of them. Sony's going to be there. Nice. All these different things. There's a virtual reality room or area of the place where you can go and check out the new virtual reality technology. There's a drone center. So I'm really excited for all of that. We got uh, exclusive passes, so we're able to check out all the exhibits. 
And all we had to do was pay for a hotel, airfare, and uh, representing stuff out Lewis there. University. Yes, and uh, I'm going to have to make a lot of business connects because <laughs> I'm trying to get internships <laughs> and get out of here once I actually graduate. So it's, uh, it's can, exciting. You could be the program director here one day. You never know. I am the program. Director oh, I mean, like here. you know, the the head cheese, the, the head cheese, the big, the big, uh, the big cheese, the one that down. signs yeah. the documents. I don't know what that maybe. Means, yeah. uh, I'd like to be a disc jockey on the air one day. So we'll see. If Are that, you going to be a disc jockey that has a funny name or because my name on the air here when yes. I, I i was on wra for three years my name was boog the hood rat boog the hood boog, rat. i did it i did it my first show was with toma langston another lewis alum mm-hmm. another sigma delta um and the reason i was boog was because my dad did not want to name me nick he wanted to name me after the baseball player boog powell my mom stepped in very quickly. <laughs> stepped in and Thanks, said mom. no to that. I appreciate that. Not so, calling me Boog. And I'm, I'm, I'm from uh, Bellwood, Illinois originally, so I also added, I'm also a hood rat. That's what I say, so. <laughs> uh, well, when I started here, they asked me to take a DJ name when I took intro. And I had a stage name for when I was on doing guitar and with my eighth grade band that we put together <laughs> as a bunch name? of my, um, the name of the band never, we never picked a name. We played at like the school pop rally, but we never actually like, set a name for us but my guitarist name was spoons mcgee spoons mcgee yes uh so my first show uh was fridays from or sundays from three to six so that was like the worst time slot it was it was uh (laughs) rap and r&b and that's not really my preferred music and we you know at the time we didn't have a lot of good songs in the vault uh so i had uh sundays three to six in the morning okay and then I switched from Fridays, so it worked like Spoons Me Fridays from noon to three. So it rhymed. I thought it was catchy, so I kept it. But this year, I'm just going as Brendan. Excellent. Uh, well, I think it's simple. It's too. It's more simple that way. I became Nick very quickly again. Yeah. <laughs> Boogie the Hood Rat. Uh, I love that name, though. By the way, Boog the Hood Rat. Boog the Hood Rat. Oh, those were the days. Here on WLRA, <laughs> making his grand return. <laughs> It does feel like coming home, man. I lived in that station between midnight and three a.m. Yeah, that was and my shift, and I had a. Because you guys have all this fancy digital equipment. Let me let me take your kids back where I had to look. Rewind. Two milk crates full of CDs back and forth from my dorm in order to, and I played my own music, which really? was great. It was I, I could show you the pictures because we the milk crates are in the background and everything. <laughs> and that's back when WRA had a lot of the uh they're kind of similar to eight tracks to the cassette. We still pieces. have them all in the you back. Still have them I, all? I will show them to you after <laughs> you're done here. I will take you on a tour and show you I bet you we still have all the CDs from when you were here. I wouldn't. Uh, we have we have two giant cabinets filled with them, and then three cabinets filled with vinyl. Oh man! That uh, someone actually came with me today and was like, "Can I organize those for you?" I was like, "Yes, you can," because <laughs> I don't want to do it. There is over probably over a thousand CDs and more in my office, and probably close to a thousand vinyls. Is it's WRA because you are doing to, to kill a DJ right yes. now? What's the charity again? The charity is Hope Children's Hospital Family Assistance Fund. So that's at uh, Park Ridge and Oaklawn. Mm-hmm. We donate to them and they uh, give all the proceeds that we raise, give to them. They take that and they use it to pay not for bills for the families, but for lodging, clothing, transportation, food, uh, little things that the family, it's, it's overlooked when a kid gets sick and you're not able to be there all the time. It's hard because of transportation or you don't have transportation sure. or the money. They help you out with that. If there's the, you're trying to stay there with the child and you can't get a, you can't price out your hotel or get a decent, they will help you pay for that. Because it's awful when, when your kid gets sick. It's even worse when you can't be there for them during the whole time. Mm-hmm. So the Family Assistance Fund tries to subsidize what the family is spending in the medical bills with 
trying to help them out with other areas of when no oh, the, the overlooked things. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so it's a great cause. I've been doing this. This is my fourth to kill a DJ. Wow. Six hours, 12 hours, 36 and a half. And now too, so we jumped way up you, to sir. 80. <laughs> we're over double. Taylor and I together have logged over 110 hours in just to kill a DJ alone. Plus our other shows. We, we've had a lot of experience on the radio. So, so I mean, you guys don't want to toot your own horns, but I'll do it for you. So thank people you. out there listening to this and, I, and I've experienced only half of the time frame that they're going for, but uh, to be in a studio for that long, uh, it almost feels like a jail cell at certain points. <laughs> yeah, oh, it does. It, and the, it, for anyone who's never been here, the studio is only like eight by eight, like eight feet wide, eight feet long. It's it's small. There's a giant desk that takes up most of it, so there's not a lot of walking room. Uh, it's cool. We've got a bunch of monitors and computers and everything, but it does, like you said, Feel yeah. like a jail cell after and, a and while, and you got to come up with a lot of witty banter to, to make eighty hours. I mean, like it, now. It's, it's hard enough to make a podcast go an hour if yes. you don't have a legitimate back and forth ping pong conversation. But man, just good, good for you guys, man. It's <laughs> We're trying awesome. real hard. We've been uh, we've been trying to fill as much as possible to get, and even like all times of day. Like mm. well, last night, we did. I have my whole schedule written out. Look at that. Yes, uh, there's your name sitting right on the list. <laughs> <laughs> written in last minute because we weren't sure. Um, He's going to be here. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. When uh, <laughs> I actually was because uh, it's like uh, you mentioned you're part of our frat. Uh, oh, Sigma yeah. Delta fraternity, oh, yeah. Sigma Delta. And uh, I think I'd met you like twice before. And yeah, I was like, oh, I'm it's, like a it's, ghost. Yeah. I used to be here all the time. I come from your tree, so that's <laughs> oh, exciting. The yes. Goo family tree. The Goo family tree, man. Nice. It's exciting. But yeah, we had um last night we were watching Star Wars and talking about it. Before that we did Talk Nerdy to Me, which was our one of our, our more popular segments last year mm-hmm. that we did. It was the nerd talk and what we're doing now. Hey. We had Summer come on and do my makeup. Uh, my buddy Joe who's <laughs> trying to set a record of a hundred days in the air in an airplane. We talked about him and his business. I did a top 70s countdown. My friend came in to play guitar. Brother James actually was on the show. Donated, That's good. Donated a hefty amount to us, and uh, we, we couldn't be more thankful for him. Now, just to throw this out there, I believe I saw it on Lewis University's uh, Facebook page today. They're doing some Brother James bobblehead dolls for Yes, April it was 15th? for the Senior Challenge. Okay, what's that about, man? Uh, they Any Every idea? year the Senior Challenge is, is done. You try to raise money, and you get a T-shirt. Because Brother James is now retiring after yeah. this semester, they thought it'd be a great idea to do BJG bobbleheads. <laughs> it came out of nowhere. It's hard to even say BJB. BJG. Bobblehead. Brother James Gaffney. Yeah. He is. He's an amazing guy. Um, I, a quick story about Brother James. Uh, when I was here in 1997 for freshman welcome days, before I even started Lewis University, uh, I came here. I was out in the uh, the green area next to Shield Hall. Yeah, it was Sheil. Uh, Brother James uh, walks up beside me. He taps me on the shoulder. And he goes, ah, Nick Pearl from St. Joe's High School. How are you doing? And I go, and you are. <laughs> <laughs> Never met the guy. Yes, my, that's me, and I, you are. I, I, that was, it's, it's exception. I mean, seriously, that was 1997. Mm-hmm. And we really think about it, 1997, there wasn't exactly a big uh, internet database to no. start seeing who was going to your school, mm-hmm. let alone your university, with, I believe it was an enrollment of 500 to 1,000 kids back yeah. then. This dude knew who I was before I knew, I knew where you went to high school. Was, and yeah. knew I went to, so, I mean, I always found it exceptional that Brother James got to know 
every student in this school. Yeah, and knows like a lot about them too. He, when I was a, a freshman, trap when I was memory. a freshman, he walked up to me. Oh, Brendan Rook from De La Salle, yeah. you're a uh, history and education major, right? And I was blown away, and I was like, I know your brother James, the, the president. <laughs> How do you know who I'm? A lowly freshman. Why do you know who I am? The man took his job to. Uh, to a degree that I don't think I take any of the things I do, the seriousness oh, that absolutely. he does. And, uh, he, hasn't, he told us yesterday he's got an 80-hour work week. The man is running from place to place to place all over the place. He transformed this, and it's not a school, this university into something that is exceptional. I'm proud to be a, an alumni of. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Romeoville, I, I don't want to say it, Romeoville is nothing without Lewis University as its central it's hub. Like This, this university makes this city great. And yeah. I'm, I'm definitely proud to be a part of it at all. Yeah. And after after our break, I want to tell you a funny story about WLRA that you've probably never heard before. All right. Well, on that, we're going to play Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good jam. Uh, so that's coming at you now. You're listening to WLRA 88.1 FM at Lewis University in Romeo. This is the 80-hour To Kill a DJ Marathon. I'm Brendan, joined here, but joined here by Nick. He is very supportive, and we're glad to have him on the show. Without any further ado, this is The Killers with Mr. Brightside. That was Mr. Brightside by The Killers, one of my favorite jams of the early 2000s. Uh, It was pretty great. Um, That's, spoiler, that's on my top 2000s countdown, so if you like that, listen again. Oh, man. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. (laughs) So you said you had a a funny story about WLRA after our break. do i'm gonna i'm gonna censor it uh, to a point where we can air it yes um, probably a good idea <laughs> i don't want to get in trouble <laughs> but this is this is a honest to god true story um wra back in 1997 and 1998 i can't remember exactly when i was pledging so it was definitely the spring of 1998 okay um so i had the midnight to 3 a.m shift yes and my co-host uh, varied from a few different people, but one of them was a, a young woman named Angie Adorno. She passed away a long time ago. She was a sweetheart, but we did uh, her afternoon shows together, and okay. she sometimes do my midnight show. And uh, one of the biggest groups that listened to our show back in the day happened to be Statesville Prison. Really? They actually had a tape that you could play called Rockin' Statesville WLRA 88. <laughs> it was like little, little stings that they yeah. put in there. Yeah. And that we used to play it all the time. So Angie actually used to get fan mail from Statesville. Really? It was bizarre. That is pretty and crazy. And then I got a couple letters from Statesville. Like, hey, you know. And so, again, I, I'm just taking it from a face value. I've assumed these are real. Yeah. Uh, you know, so maybe they're not. Maybe somebody's pulling a prank. But yeah. Uh, she she actually had a couple guys write to her, and it said from Statesville, and they they censored their their letters and everything like that. Yeah. It was just like I like your voice, you know. It was kind of weird. Yeah. And of course, me being the young jerk that I was, uh, I was saying very very mean things about the people in Statesville, and Angie's like, "Oh, don't say stuff like that." I'm like, "Why? Yeah. They're just a bunch of murderers and thieves anyway." And yeah. She was like, "Oh, don't say stuff like that," and mm-hmm. we had a nice laugh about it. So I say this information. Oh, there's people walking. Yeah, those are our friends. Friends! Hi, Hi. we'll we'll be with you in just a moment, friends. So, uh, I say these things over the air. I don't think anything of it. Yeah. About three months later, uh, it is now summer, and I am going to a baseball game to see the Cubs play the Brewers in Milwaukee. Uh, I believe that's what it was. Either the Cubs or the Sox. I can't remember because it might have been before their switch. Yeah. Either way. 
we're going up to Milwaukee to see a Brewers game, and my uncle Ricky, uh, who I will say as an Italian man, he might have a backstory. <laughs> All right, not to get into any details. So we're, we'll, oh, we'll, 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 we'll whitewash the story as much as possible. So yeah. we're all getting in this. We're in this parking lot. We're gonna have a caravan to go up to um, uh, the stadium to see the Brewers game. We're in Chicago, and he's like, "Hey, Nikki," and I say, like, "Hey, Uncle Ricky, how you doing?" And I give him a big hug. Uncle Ricky, how Uncle you Ricky, doing? Ricky, how you doing? Hey, it's my Italian side comes out every now and then. It's a, <laughs> every once in a while. So he's a like, bit. "Hey, hey, you're a uh, you're on the radio." At Lewis University, right? Mm-hmm. And I go, hey, he's out in San Francisco. So I'm like, well, why would you ever know that? <laughs> and he goes, hey, 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 you know, you, you do that little little show you do at uh, midnight to 3 a.m., right? And I go, yeah, yeah, I'm on the show. We play music. Um, we're having a good time. He's like, hey, you know, you say certain things on the air that you shouldn't say. And I was like, what are you talking about, Uncle Ricky? He's like, you know, if you're insulting people in Statesville, Word can get back to certain people. So mm-hmm. I'm asking you to stop saying things about certain people in Statesville. And I was like, wait a second. That means somebody in Statesville heard our show, mm-hmm. found out who I was, called a few people to see if I had relatives. Oh, no. And it got back to that person. It, like, how how insane is that? And this is, again pre-wide distribution of the internet yeah, or Google yeah. searches or anything like terrified me. Again, that was, what, 1998, so it's years ago, and I'm not worried about repercussions at this particular point. No, no. 18 no. years ago. But uh, I've also learned from that particular moment to be absolutely careful about what you say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's important. It's very important. I mean, now podcasts, we obviously go a little bit crazy uh, on our show, especially, again, not safe for work by any means. Download it. Do not listen to it at your office. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> keep headphones on. Uh, but it, it's given me some uh, uh, pretense to always kind of uh, make sure that I'm not offending the wrong people. So, you know. Yeah. As <laughs> true story. Honest to God. Um, again. Make sure you you know don't talk out of both sides of your mouth sometimes everyone so yes be be careful <laughs> what you say especially on uh, the inter- the radio the, the radio internet. that was just the radio yeah that and now the, we have the internet and you're on iHeartRadio that is amazing the fact that WLRA is on iHeartRadio yeah and it's we perfect. have our own app now it's it's so cool dude yeah and uh, we just implemented a new social media position so we are going to be doing a lot more on the internet. Very cool. So we got rid of my my current job. Well, my former job as music director. Mm. Merged it with another job, the programming director, and then we added in the social media director. So that's it's. We're doing some big stuff here at WLRA. Um, it's really exciting. I am proud of this place. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to Ryan Arnold who and Mara Mishler who were uh, basically doing what you're doing right now back then and allowed me and Dave to be on the air for so long. It was a good time, and I'm glad to see that this station is. <laughs> massively expanded compared yes, to when I was continuing so, too. It's pretty amazing, man. Yeah, we're we're getting a little crammed in here now with all the students is, that we. Is Kilp still uh, here too? Yes, he is. Nice, Sprout. Um, <laughs> he yeah, he's still here. He's actually probably still here if you wanted to say hi to him. Oh, I'm sure he doesn't want to see me. So. Uh, <laughs> we'll make him see you. <laughs> 
Uh, no, he's still he's uh, he's our professor here still. He actually fixed the phone system for us and that microphone. It was broken yesterday morning. In about a minute and a half, he it's fixed perfect. the whole thing. It's a perfect microphone, right? It now. is a gorgeous microphone. Perfect. Um, any other plugs you want to get in before we wrap up your little segment with no, you? No, I appreciate the time. Oh no, I it's great to have you on. Show. Um, I would not want to be in your shoes right now, uh, considering you probably got about fifty plus hours to yes. go. Remember, uh, I run marathons and. Uh, yeah, you do. It's, it's, uh, and it's that's a an slow endurance. and steady wins the race. It's Remember? not. It's it's an endurance <laughs> trial. It's not. It's not trying to get it over with as quick. Like that's what we were doing. I was going for. I was doing about a twelve-hour stunt, and then I was like, "Man, I need to take a break, rest. I cannot burn out too early." No, you can't. So I rested, and now I'm doing the, be- the same thing right now. Gonna rest again later, and then pick it up back up tomorrow on Wednesday. Uh, but it was always great to have you. Yeah, well, not all, as always, but it's your first time on in uh, a while. Yeah, I, well, but we'll it's great to have you. Again. Yeah, we'll we have will. you on the show, uh, and I'm sure I've already heard you. On I actually our have been Claire's on your show, show before. Have I've been you? on Claire's, and I was on yours when you did TCA. TCA. I was on. I said like three things. <laughs> you said something about. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. I probably use my radio voice too. <laughs> we'll hey, we'll hey, talk about what you said later. But uh, <laughs> uh, Nick's here. Uh, uh, check out. You're going to get a disease. Uh, I shared that on the Spoons McGee Facebook page. Uh, check out the artwork of Dork County that is on the WLRA Facebook page. Woo. Read it, like, like it, please like it, page. share like it. it. It's, you don't know how much a, a share goes. You're, you share it, then your friends share it, and before you know it, the 300 people have shared it. You can find it on Instagram, too, at just Nick Prohl. Very easy. You'll see a little cartoon super, face. Super easy. Um, yeah, it's great stuff. Not safe for work, so if you're listening to it in <laughs> class, probably not the best idea. But it is it is good stuff. It's it's uh, I've listened, and the whole disease network is a bunch of talented people. And you'll be on it soon. Oh, hopefully. You'll be on it soon. Yay! Uh, so that's going to wrap it up. Would you like to pick the song that we roll out on? All right, so I uh, just saw David Gilmore in concert on Monday, and I'm no the way. hugest Pink Floyd fan in the world. It's my favorite band. So how about a little Wish You Were Here? That is an excellent song. Let me find it in the old vault. Oh, come on, come on. It is right here. Woohoo! So we're going to do that liner real quick. You're listening to WLRA 88.1 FM here at Lewis University in Romeoville. We are in the middle of the 80-hour Tequila DJ Marathon. Stay tuned for more excellent content and some great music.